Kia ora, I'm Vincent Herringer and welcome to This Climate Business. Every week we talk to people turning the climate crisis into opportunity. Follow us on social media and please rate the show as it helps others to find us. Hope you enjoy the programme. It's one thing to convince individuals to care about their carbon footprint, you know, being a conscious consumer and all that, worrying about your petrol and that cheeky little flight to Queenstown for a ski weekend. Don't judge me. The conscious consumer movement has had an impact, but it's small. Only a minority of people choose to change their behaviour. But imagine if you could make that behaviour change your bank's problem. Imagine these large institutions with millions of customers and insights into their spending worrying about their customers' carbon footprint. Well, that's the genius behind the new carbon disclosure laws. Banks, insurance companies, airlines and other large companies must now report not only on their own footprint, but their customers too, so-called scope three. And someone needs to help them to do all that counting. Well, enter Kogo, formerly the personal carbon footprint app. It's now being deployed by banks across Australia, New Zealand and the UK. And Ben Gleisner, the founder and the entrepreneur behind it, joins me to explain what's going on. Well, Ben Gleisner, thanks for joining me on This Climate Business. Great to be here. I think people will remember Kogo primarily as a consumer app. That's, That's how right. I remembered you and remember the product, but you've dare I say it, pivoted. Expanded, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what's the change and, and what was the opportunity? That we saw, yeah. I mean, we, we first invented Kogo as an app called Conscious Consumers, actually, 2010. So that's going back a while. Mm. That was exa- exactly as you say, an app that helps consumers sort of think about their sustainability impact. Mm. And we, we sort of focused in on climate and, as you say, did a lot of work around thinking about an individual's climate footprint. But... What we've noticed is the regulations that are coming now on businesses um, in New Zealand as well as the world are requiring businesses to think about their emissions, but also their supply chain emissions. And we're like, well, look, we built this software, we've, we've footprinted millions of households, why not think about supporting particularly SMEs and how they measure and reduce their footprint? Because um, whatever, 99 plus percent of businesses in New Zealand and other countries around the world are SMEs, and if we don't solve SMEs, we are not going to solve climate. And the task for an SME is complex, right? Analyzing your carbon yeah. footprint has, I don't know how many data points exactly. that you have to count. So what's the solution? How do you help them? Yeah, we um, right back actually when we launched Conscious Consumers, it was both the consumer app and then helping uh, small businesses in the hospitality sector actually think about sustainability. And through, I guess, years of working, we realized how time poor SMEs are. So I think one of the first things this whole product's trying to do is to help SMEs do it you know, in a, in a few minutes rather than what often if a small business is like, let me help, you know, I want to do something on my carbon footprint. It involves hiring consultants and spending mm-hmm. hours sifting mm-hmm. through invoices and, you know, it's just a lot of time and a lot of money. So we want to reduce that sort of $10,000 potentially cost of, of, of um, you know, consulting plus 100 hours of time down to like Ten dollars in one hour, something like that. So literally, <laughs> you know, completely disrupt it. And how it works really is leveraging existing data sets, primarily financial data, so that there's an app that you can use as a small business for free now. If you're with Zero, um, MYOB and other integrations are on the cards um, this year. But basically, you connect your Zero data into our app, and we analyze all of your suppliers. We assign carbon footprints, and literally. 
uh, it's not even um, in a minute, it's in about 10 seconds, we give you your carbon <coughs> footprint and we give you things you can do about reducing it. And you can do that because now there's so much track record of what an energy, typical kind of energy use would be, yep. what exactly. typical kind of transport costs would be, and you so can you can expand. model those yep. and, exactly. and then apply them to each individual case. Correct, yeah, there's a lot of data on you know price of electricity, price of obviously gas, different mm. petrols, all this data set exists and what we're moving away from is this sort of like manual requiring every single time you would go to the servo to write how many litres of petrol. We're sort of saying, look, that is just not going to get done. Like a small business is just not going to do that. So we leverage, as you say, all the expense data out of the zero. So we know what they've bought pretty much. So we know mm -hmm. it's petrol or we know it's, I don't know, obviously electricity. But also we know things like, I don't know if they're bought, buying windshields for their um, car repair. So we've actually got quite a good amount of data on Amazing. what these businesses are buying. And then you just literally do a, if it's that amount of spending in that business type or product type, you can literally, you know, estimate the carbon footprint. I, yeah. I noticed that you're toy to yeah, we are certified, which, which is kind of ironic because yeah. it, it sounds to me like you're, you're potentially um, a simplifying a process that they have made, yep. uh, to be fair, uh, to be honest, actually quite complex. It's fair. I mean, there's no question mm. that they're a little bit, you know, I guess have to go through processes to meet certain, I guess, ISO standards and things. So in some mm. ways there are some um, ticks um, that needs to be done. But we've worked with them and we know the team well and in some ways, as you say, we are a customer of. But I think all parties, including Toitu, are really about trying to scale climate action and to do that, you just have to build more efficient processes around the data collection and then obviously the recommended things a business can do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they are an example of we know what it's like to go through that process. <laughs> There's probably only, I don't know, was a couple of hundred or so, you know, small businesses that really care enough about it to actually yeah. do it, yeah. Uh, I have my own... Um Scars in that regard of being the first publisher in New Zealand to be carbon, you know, certified yeah, nice. carbon zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is fifteen years ago. Oh, well done. Um, and we spent more money on the audit yeah, than we yeah. did on the offsets. You know, oh, which, for sure. which just I thought was mental. So you're mental. you're what you're addressing that very problem. Very by, problem. Yeah. And and we know that now because the data sets are uh, they're getting are better. So ubiquitous and they're, they're global. Exactly. They're global yeah. and in some ways like you would be missing lots of your carbon. Like the, the number's probably even better. So it's not even that it's taking less time, but you're getting a less accurate result. It's taking less time and there's actually way more coverage right. so that we're actually able to see the entire expense, I guess, ledger of a business. So we're not forgetting about certain areas because that's definitely what in the past you'd be doing. You'd be like, ah, oh, let's forget about all these other, these supply chain of these small, whatever. Let's mm. just focus on these four or five material, which is not a bad thing to start, but um, we just can't, avoid not factoring in everything because we've got a you know climate emergency and we need to do as much as we can across every part of the business. There's yeah. a big part of the motivation too to get that certificate to say that yeah. I'm a good citizen yep. and I'm taking responsibility. Does the COGO it's a label good mean anything in, out in, in itself, the market? It's very good. We are so early in this journey because you know we're talking like this last this year is the first year where these disclosures are even required that so few corporates are actually doing it with their supply chain in terms of the SMEs, right, yep. there isn't actually right now a use case where we could say, hey, this one corporate is working with their SMEs and the SMEs are now using our logo. It's fair to say Kiwi Bank, one of our first um, banks here in New Zealand to start moving on this, 
do supply the product to their SMEs, but it's not so much for the compliance of KiwiBank, it's more just they want to help their small businesses. Uh-huh. In that product, they've got a public profile. It really just says, hey, we're a small business that's taking action to reduce our emissions, you know, basically doing our measurements and taking action, but we're not requiring a sort of like ISO following process to get some certificate because we just feel that, I don't know, there's a question, I've done this, for, as I said, so many years now, this idea of, what, what a label really means. And mm-hmm. I think people are starting to move away with like, actually, we just need to do something that's going to comply us so that we don't lose our large corporate customers. So almost less focused on give us a little stamp, more about like, are we able to comply to provide this emissions data through to our corporate customers? Because, you, yeah. I mean, that, that's a win, right? It's from, a huge from, win. From, that's a, from, a, from a climate 100%. A, activism point of view, 100%. it is now mainstream compliance yeah. requirement exactly. that is done begrudgingly and like, oh, geez, you know, we're going to again or whatever. It's tax, tax, yeah. occupational health and we've safety, climate, yeah, we've got reporting. climate. I, it's a massive win. It's the biggest yeah. sus, like systemic sort of thing we see globally, no question that I've ever seen, actually. Obviously, all the rest of it to date has been a little bit like, or because it's a good thing to do as a citizen or because you might get some more clients or because whatever, your staff want you to do stuff. Yes. It's been very much, and probably not with enough underlying business case proof, like that if you do it, you see this. Mm. Whereas now the regulations and the, basically these disclosures are coming in, which is forcing corporates you know, to do a whole lot of stuff, which is going to trickle through. So whether it's a bank saying reporting their emissions from their residential mortgages or a corporate reporting their emissions, they will ultimately end up in a household and in a small business yes. to go, what are you going to do about it? Because we need to do something. Finally, the trickle-down theory ha- works. I know, exactly. This is, this is a good example <laughs> where in theory will work, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was curious about your emphasis on banking. You know, you've targeted a sector there. Sure. Why? Yeah, they're, to me, the catal- one of the big catalysts for this where – they um, they have the trust of, of a, almost you know most people in the world. So you you know everyone has a bank. Um, the bank uh, has a set of products that are all about sort of lending and supporting you to sort of make change in your life. Whether that's buying a house or more and more now it's about retrofitting their house. So in some ways they are you know a trusted partner in many ways with us. Um, for, for many years and you'll you'll know this. We we had an app that people would download and use, and you know you got. 20,000 Kiwis, I think, signed up, connected their banking data. You know, not bad, not bad. But we turned around and signed up NatWest, uh, and they got 20,000 in a day. So we, we, <laughs> we, we're, yeah, we're just hundreds of thousands, actually millions now globally. And so banks offer us this channel to reach many, many people. Mm. And they have a relationship with those people that's trusted and is about finance. And now, more importantly, they've actually got requirements on them as a bank to support or to measure their customers' uh, footprints and to then support the decarbonisation of that footprint. So in some ways, it's a perfect marriage where we've built software, we've worked for years with small businesses and, and individuals, and we've now basically partnered with, they look to us as a credible third party, You know, mm-hmm. not, they're not inventing what to do about climate, they're working with third parties, but they ultimately can then meet regulatory requirements you know, lend more money to support obviously their own business, but most, you know, in the end, the, the customer wins because they get. You know. They can use that data also. What for making um, investment decisions about where to allocate capital? Does That's that, that the idea. If I fast forward a year or two from now, I'd imagine you know the more progressive banks around the world, and so yeah, we're all through Australasia and Asia and Europe. The, the progressive ones will be using this data to effectively automate the sort of offerings of different climate-friendly loans mm-hmm. um, through to like, there's no point telling me like 
to go and get this ANZ loan to go and put solar when I'm not with ANZ or I've already got solar, you know, whatever it is. Long story short, there are lots of products out there that are starting to push this idea of greening your life as a household. But what you want is you want a personalized, pre-approved financial offer with five providers of solar that can operate nearby. You've got a pre-approved loan. Effectively, it's a not quite as easy as Amazon um, buying, but pretty close to that, that you will need to get the sort of decarbonization uh, we need around the world. And that's what we want to do is make those banks super hyper efficient, but also make the customer experience. I mean, I'm just trying to decarbonize my home with new heating systems. It's taken us like a month of research. We've done all the maths on a spreadsheet around what financial savings. Mm. We want to make that process like literally as, as easy as buying from Amazon. Yeah. How's it going? Because uh, it's a bold shift, and I can see that you've invested a lot in, yeah. in fantastic website, great mm. comms. Your CEO in UK, yeah, very active. She's uh, everywhere, yeah. She she's a, uh, looks like a real go-getter. Yes. Um, you did it at a terrible time, in a I know. sort of a recession, post-COVID recession. I mean, Tell me about it. T- you know, sure, how's sure. it going, Ben? Well, it's you actually, don't have any hair. No, I don't, but that's not because of that, <laughs> thankfully. Um, it's Yeah, so just the history, yeah, it's no question the last two years have been challenging. I think um, for, for many businesses, yeah, it is a recession. The idea of solving something that might have benefits in 10 years <laughs> is sort of a, oh, you know, whatever, maybe, um, maybe we'll do it next year. The regulations we've talked a lot about are still just forming, so mm. it's not as though today every corporate needs to measure the footprint of the SMEs in their supply chain. That's not the case. Um, it's coming. Um, so, yeah, we as a business um, have a group of really um, helpful investors, so no question about it. This has been funded primarily from individuals from the founder of BrewDog in the UK, the Woolworths, uh, sorry, the Woolworths, the Sainsbury supermarket um, family, um, lots of impact investors around the world, New Zealand included as well. So we've been able to bring together a group of individuals who have supported us financially. Um, and yeah, no question, three, four years ago, you were rewarded as a business if you were burning lots of money. No question, you were like mm. spending million bucks a month, earning you know, 100, 200 grand. That was success. You were like, yes, your top line was going, but you were, didn't mind. You should now, see my burn rate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. My burn rate's more than yours. Long story short, the last 18 months has been about bringing revenues up but bringing costs down to revenue. Mm. And that's mm. what we've achieved, which has been a… What is the revenue? Where does it come from? From the banks. So they pay basically like a subscription-type model. So yes. they pay a licensing fee. And they're effectively white-labeling your product. Yeah, in most cases it's an, it's an API that they use. So there's a, sort of like a, a data product that, you know, they spit transaction yeah. data. We calculate carbon or we install it on their premise so they don't. some of them don't like sending data across. Long story short, yeah, they pay by mm. users. Mm. Um, and Or they white-label, which is the example of this, um, you know, app for small businesses. But, yeah, it's sort of a standard software subscription-type mm. service. Mm. Where we'd like to get to as a business where we think there is really a trillion dollar market, which all investors love hearing, uh, <laughs> is this idea of if you, you know, we've got 25 million households connected to our product uh, through banks, um, 3 million businesses, that'll probably get to 100 plus million, maybe 5, 10 million uh, on the business side over the next 12 to 18 months. If you're the software that's helping those hundreds of million, millions of businesses to think about measuring and climate actions around what they can do, it won't take long to then start supporting with the recommended solar panel, electric vehicle, whatever it is. Okay. And so a marketplace for me is a natural evolution of what Coco does because we sort of 
you know, have that demand. We've got a re- re- good relationship with those mm-hmm. end user, so the households and, and the SMEs. So you get a potentially a referral fee. That would be right. Yeah, some form some of like of, very transparent. Marketing. So we're all, we're all very transparent as a business. We everyone knows what everyone's paid at Kogo. It's all completely transparent, all our financials and things. So we've always acted as a business that isn't going to sort of make some money off you and not tell you or sell your data and not tell yeah, you. We'll be we'll be open about that. But yes, we'd probably say something like, hey, Vincent, do you want to get a solar system? We'll give you 10% lower than when you can get at the market because we've aggregated every solar company in New Zealand because they all want to sell through the channel that reaches, you know, the million households in New Zealand. So we can give you a cheaper rate and we'll take 1%, you'll get 5%, whatever it is, and some way of sharing sort of. Interesting. Yeah. Have you tested that idea? People really like the idea of being open about, I suppose, they want a financial incentive. So that's one thing that comes back through the research. Um, and so we've done research on, you know, 1,000 UK. We've done similar in Australia. Customers who say, what are the things that will drive them to do this climate action? Mm. And financial incentives are definitely one. But, you know, we've always, as I said, challenged um, the status quo around the transparency of how we do business and both internally and externally. So, yeah. They love it, but we're still yet to find you know a bank that's willing to, I suppose, I don't know, connect up that supply chain. It feels like there's a few steps to sort of um, happen first, which is we need to be measuring the emissions from the you know mortgage customer base, and then we need to be designing these, I suppose, more integrated experiences that aren't just yes. hey, here's your footprint, go do something about it. It's like here's your footprint. Here are four things you can do, which is what we do currently. But what we don't do is then say, and here are some loans that the bank's offering, and then here are the five providers near you, and sort of try and close that loop. So, um, oh, interesting. Yeah. Are there any models outside of um, climate and sustainability that you you could point to that would say this is how it could work? Yeah, there are. I mean, you think the referral model is is a marketplaces and referrals are not crazy ideas. They mm-hmm. are things that work all over the show. Amazon, just we talked about before, they are a marketplace of all the providers. And I guess fundamentally it is, is about the demand. Like if you can represent the demand or be the connecting demand in a market, you will be able to find yes. the supply. You know, if, yeah. Yeah, but, I, th- I thought it was really interesting on your website, you've got a insights division and it didn't surprise me to know that if you are collecting the data, the spend yeah. data and mm. the behavioural data of what some millions of customers now your yeah. your insights now sure. into behaviours around sustainability it's crazy. Are, are, yeah. are probably becoming second to none. Yeah, they are. I mean, on a retail bank, no question. So we know like everything about when people start booking their winter like holidays in the UK to go to you know south of Europe for holidays, and like we we you can see all this. So you sort of almost know. And then what happens, what people like, for example, how is it best to engage someone on, say, reducing some short-haul flights to go local? Or how best do you nudge someone to think about going meat-free on a Monday? And like, obviously, individuals are themselves, and every individual have their own unique, mm-hmm. I suppose, behavioral model in their brain without realizing. So do you respond to incentives? Do you respond to normative statements of other people doing that? Mm-hmm. You know, what actually drives you to change will be unique. But there will be lots of people like you um, doing the same thing. And so we're using the same theories that are used to sell you more booking.com clicks because it says 10 other people have, you know, booked that this week or whatever these tricks are used. We're going to, yeah. I gave a talk at, um, well, was part of the panel at the um, Sustainability Masterclass for Communicators oh, last nice. year with yeah. the SBN. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a collection of experts. Yeah. 
all sharing knowledge about you know what is the most effective thing to do and I, I did quite a dive into research into behavior change nice, yeah. you know, from the marketing and communications what are the levers yeah, you know? yeah. and I found absolutely no agreement yeah. about what are the most effective messages what yeah. are the most effective levers everyone has a hint yeah, yeah. and a clue and there's yeah. an anecdote and there's a, a study here uh, I, I was really yeah. missing a big data pool I completely agree like the after doing yeah, Conscious Consumers launched 2010 with a theory that being more sustainably minded as a business would bring you more business. And that has always been a theory. And it's been the theory behind every nice label, fair trade, mm. organic. All these things have been, you know, but the underlying data around will people actually move spending, we started gathering in 2015 when we integrated with Paymark New Zealand. So we started, originally it was like jump on the app, tell us what your values were, free range or animal welfare, let's say, or fair, fair trade, whatever the issues you cared about, we would try and match you to a business. But we only saw people scanning QR codes. 2015, integrated with Paymark, so you could register your debit card, just mm. the 16 digits. We were then able to start seeing where people were spending and we'd able to say, hey, we see that you care about people being paid a living wage. There's a bar around the corner that pays a living wage and we'd literally be able to see you go in there and spend for the first time. And so that data was then able to be given to the businesses who were like, wow, I can see how much my customers are spending that care about these issues. I can see how people who aren't spending with me care. And we were able to, you know, Rogan Vagabond in Wellington, a bar, went living wage certified. And we were able to promote that out to people who shopped with them and who didn't shop with them. They saw a two times increase in spend by people who were currently shopping with them. And we saw 50 new people over a month come and buy for them for the first time. And I think that was probably one of the first examples of actual hard data-driven evidence of doing something good and sustainability was driving a bottom line benefit. And I don't know. And do you think that that... Uh, we could go down a rabbit hole yeah. here, but let's let's just quickly explore it. Do you think that was a representing a particular niche market that was uh, kind of the, yeah. you know to early adopters or fast followers? Yeah. Has that people, has your hunch yeah. about you know how big is this? Yeah, uh, is that a mainstream desire? Yeah. I think I was going behavior. Yeah, well, I, we we back to the app thing. Like when we first were B two C, so promoting an app, I was a bit worried. This was like, oh, you know, it's ten thousand, twenty thousand. Like, it's just not that many people. We launched in the UK, similar sort of numbers as an app. So I was like, yes. At that point, I was like, maybe it is just me and a bunch of you know, slightly you know hippieish. Let's 10, say whatever, friends, ten thousand yeah. mates and yeah. people that you know <laughs> do give a shit. Um, uh, out there. Uh, then we turned to NatWest and we thought, right, okay, mainstream bank. You know, one of the biggest in the UK, you know, what did we think was a realistic sort of assumption of if in that app, in the, in, the, in the banking app, you gave someone an option. So it wasn't a requirement. There was no incentives. How many people would be like, hey, do you want to understand your carbon footprint and get recommendations on what to do about it? How many people would hit that button? And I was like, thinking, well, I don't know, we might you know, get a few percent, whatever it was. that just passed 20%, one in five. That's so huge. That's yeah. huge. That yeah, itself yeah. So, is huge to so, be able to say one in five of the people that are engaged with their app are actually saying yes to climate. And it's pretty similar, you know, like 10%, I won't name the banks, but like there are banks, European, you know, 10% is, is a pretty reasonable number now to mm. a say, say to a bank, if you put this in your app, one in 10 within a year, roughly, will opt in. 
And that's no incentive. It's not like, hey, opt in so that we can give you a cheap mm-hmm. loan. This mm-hmm. is literally. So I don't know. It gave me the biggest hope for humanity. I've got little <laughs> hope, but that gave me the biggest for a long time was seeing this data out of NetWest and then these other banks. Um, yeah, so a little bit of hope maybe. <laughs> Organisations like yours in the motivation for your initiative is around changing individual behaviour. Or SMEs, yeah. It's behaviour yeah. change, yeah. yeah, demand side. I always wondered about the uh, the philosophy of that, that it, it felt like blaming the victim. Yeah, yeah, interesting. You know, it's the large companies that continue to allocate capital to the wrong things. They continue to exploit. Yeah. Um, it, Lots for of things, for yeah. someone that's hugely motivated like sure, you sure. are, yeah. did, did you ever wonder – Am I actually on the wrong side of this ledger? Should yeah. I be after the big know, ones? Yeah. yeah, I think it comes as I maybe didn't say, but did my uh, masters in economics at uni and worked at the treasury for for, for quite a few years. I guess in Which my uni? Uh, Vic Uni, yeah, so yep. in Wellington um, after doing engineering up in Auckland. But anyway, it was a it was a move motivated by. I can't, like, I don't know, change the world on my own, at least at the time, was the thought. I've got to get in government, and they've got lots of money, and they've got an incentive on public goods. So anyway, long story short, was in government for a while. But it was not, I don't know, this idea that should we regulate and solve it by telling the corporates or the large emitters to do something. And it's not saying I don't think that should happen. It's just their excuse is always the same, which is, we're only doing what the market is demanding of us and we cannot do anything different. We've got shareholders, we've got constitution, we've, we have a requirement to do what effectively you know, the market says. So we sort of, from the beginning, conscious consumer, hence the name, was trying to turn that on its head and say, if we could prove and give insights and you know, provide information effectively to the demand in the market... It's not a blame, by the way. It's not like, hey, do something about climate change. You know, you suck and you better sort it out. It's about saying, here's some information to empower you. Because it can be pretty disempowering, I think, as an individual to go, what am I going to do about it? Like, I can try and vote for some political, but they're all short to whatever it is. Like, what can I do? So I think we try and turn it on its head, but not with a sort of point finger, like you're the fault, but that you can actually be a real driver of change and together, you know, we can change the world, which is what COGO stands for, actually. So, yeah. It's super interesting to yeah. me, though, that after 15 years of people like you yeah. and, and my small way in the publishing world yeah. have tried to change yeah. kind of consumer behaviour, yeah. isn't it interesting that the TCFD, I know, this is the you know, kind yeah. of a, a change of legislation it and is, a reporting yep. requirement for 200 companies has, it feels like, has turned, turned the dial. It has, yeah. No, I'd say I would, yeah, hats off to James and then everybody, both New Zealand, but even, you know, right back to I think Mark Carney, all, all the originators of this concept of the disclosure regime, it's been a absolute game changer. In, not yet in terms of there's now millions more people doing stuff on climate yet, but it to me is the sort of foundation of, yeah, a really big um I guess, change that we hope to see in the world. So, yes, in short, I did leave government thinking, what's government going to do about it? But I have to say they have done something pretty fundamentally important with disclosures. And it's not just the 200. I mean, it is the 200 in New Zealand, but these reporting requirements are globally now accepted and still get to see America start doing stuff. California, well done. But the rest of that particular part of the world, I'll have yeah. to sort of leave out of this. But the majority of countries are... Um, just taking it and, and, and running with it, and it, it, it will change the world, no question. 
I suppose one twist you could say is that um, it's one thing to set a, a requirement and then it's what are the tools, what's the intelligence, right, what's yeah. the software that to, make it happen. Gonna, to actually make it happen. And you're on the seeing yourself that's on, on the delivery side. 100%, side yeah. And so you've earned the stripes now, you're 14 that's, years, that's the idea. Years that is why banks generally go, actually, if we're going <laughs> to partner with anyone to actually make this thing happen, because you're right, a bank or a corporate can be like, great, we're going to go net zero by 2050 or we're going to do 50 by 2030, whatever the numbers that are being sort of, you know, come up with. What they then turn around and go like, I don't know, I'm a bank and I've, you know, got 5% or actually no, sometimes 15% of my emissions come from my residential mortgage customer. Well, I can say that we're going to reduce it by half, but how do we actually do that? We yeah. can't go around and like walk up to every door, knock on the door and, mm-hmm. you know, like it actually has to be a mass behavior change exercise and digital products are the ways that they, you know, can do it efficiently. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it feels like a bit of a, well, we feel very positive, albeit the last two years of pretty hardcore, you know, stress and things. We've hung in there and we've earned our stripes and we've, you know, built a brand now that's sort of second to none in the world around retail banks for sure. Mm-hmm. The SME and corporate reporting mm-hmm. stuff is, um, is is a little bit newer, but it's definitely something that we've found a lot of appetite for. I see on your website that you've um, you do measure your impact we do. as an organisation. We do, yeah. So there, there's obviously you sort of you scope one and two, yep. which you report on. Exactly. Um, wh- how else do you measure your impact, sure. and how ha- how do we know whether Kogo's not just a winning. bit of greenwash. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's fair to say we have an impact model you can download on our website. So we've thought very carefully about our theory of change. Um, and that includes obviously getting a product that can reach many, many millions of users. So yeah. I think that ability. And so we have sort of three or four core metrics we look into. Um, as a shareholder, you get to see these. And we're thinking about how we do public, uh, publicly sort of report on them. But it's like... How many are in that sort of wider, we call potential user base? So we want to get that to, as I said, 100 plus million this year. So 100 million could, if I wanted to press a button, could access our software. And so that's one of our first, let's say, outer layers. Amazing. We then look at measured, so how many of those. Yeah, 100 million is actually possible. 100% possible. I mean, ING Group's got 35 million. We've already got one of their markets with six, you know, like Westpac. Long story short, there are millions and millions of people who use these software products, their apps, get into zero, get into other accounting software again. It's like, I mean, I think one corporate's got 10,000 small businesses on their own in their supply chain New Zealand. Mm. So it won't take long because, again, it is literally pressing a button. So mm. you can go from the 100 million people that could just press a button and see it to the, I don't know, maybe 10. If you're going to take the 10% conversion, 10 million could be quite easily you know, engaged on it. But that to me is like the you know, first level of engagement. What we then want to know is, how many have actually taken action to reduce, which we do measure and report to our banks. Um, so we're able to see in real time mm-hmm. how much carbon has been saved by people, I don't know, taking a vegetarian diet based on how much they're spending in supermarkets. So we've got an ability to measure reductions in carbon. What we want to get to is what's called the attribution sort of confidence, which is we can confidently say that if it wasn't for us, this person you know, hasn't, say, I don't know, had any solar in their house, but we can see them look at this action, they've recommended this, they've pressed a button, they've gone to a supplier, we can see them buy from that supplier and we can then see the carbon go down. So mm-hmm. our ability to see all the touch points along that journey is something that I think, yeah, and we, I mean, why wouldn't you want the mission of saying we want to be the platform that can see, you know, 500 million tonnes of carbon under management and 20 ton, million tonnes reduced every year? Like this is the sort of 
metrics that we want to be able to hold up to um, our investors, our st- and our staff, all of our customers. So yeah, that's our mission. Awesome. Yeah. What does it look like? And I don't know. Five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, choose five years. Five years. Yeah, we'd like to have yeah half a billion um, people able to, you know, within like for free as well. So this isn't a sort of cost product. Obviously, the channels that get us the customer will, will be paying it, so it's not going to cost you any money. But yeah, you know, half a billion users of which twenty five percent maybe by then may care enough about climate to actually do something. So you're talking you know, hundreds of millions of active. These are the metrics that are used and talked about with, you know, the big platforms out mm. there that people are mm. using. We'd like it to be, you know, in five years, those 100 million people are looking in the mirror and going, I'm solving climate change. And they're not necessarily looking at the app or the the, the SME calculator thing that we've got. They're literally feeling empowered. And that if we can add up all that we're able to sort of see the curve bending. Because of the consumer decisions they've made. That they've made. They're actually being told, hey, last month you've saved, you know, back, back on your, your solar system, you're in there and whatever. We call it a recognition engine. We're mm-hmm. able to recognize all the changes you've done. And so I guess it's that sense of feeling like, yeah, we're solving this thing. That would be an amazing sort of five years and to feel like we're part of that sort of change. Because right now it feels pretty hopeless, if I'm honest. Like I think people feel a bit like, oh, my God, like – so I think in five years, if we can feel like we've done a little bit to help mm-hmm. move the sort of optimism dial um, and have concrete proof of, you know, we say a gigaton, have you heard of the gigacorn concept? But the idea of being able to say, ultimately, we can feel confident that through our platform, we've had a gigaton of, of reductions, which why not? Why not aspire for something like that rather than a billion dollar business? Why not a billion gigaton? I mean, a gigaton of reductions. Sounds great. Well, thanks for coming <laughs> on the show, Ben, and, and, and all the best. I'm sure we'll we'll get up that. again. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then hear, hear part two of the story. Exactly. Great to be here. Thanks. Thanks for listening to This Climate Business. If you like the show, please rate us as it helps others to find us. Ka kiti anō. Thank you.